Hi, welcome back to Meditate with Samara. In this episode, I am so excited to introduce to you to my friend from my yoga teacher training back in 2019. His name is Jeremiah Rigg, and he is such an inspiring person for me. I really look up to him and his messages because I've been following him online since. And what I really appreciate about him, and he also says this in his social media accounts, is that he is helping himself and others gain an ever-expanding perspective. And I hope that in this conversation later, we get more of that ever-expanding perspective. He is also a locationally independent entrepreneur. He's a founder at Vibrant Life. I will want to ask him more about what's going on with that. And as well, um, he is infinitely exploring. Don't we want to all infinitely explore? (laughs) He is also a seeker of truth, holistic wellness advocate, and a global lifestyle and adventurer. So to my friends, welcoming Jeremiah. Rick, hi, Jeremiah. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. Yeah. Um, I'm just so glad that we get the chance to reconnect. Yeah, definitely. It's been too long. It's been too long. I missed the. I missed the. I missed the whole tribe. We had such an awesome group, and um, yeah, it was great. Every single person. I, I was thinking about that, reflecting on that earlier today, and just how there really wasn't a single person in that group that uh, we could have gone without. And I, I just um, really, really appreciated the friendships from everyone. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like that yoga teacher training was such a great pivoting moment in my life and I think a big part of that was not only the teachings from our teachers um, Byron DeMars, Paul Teodoro, Lea Santa Cruz but also the friendships we've made and support each other since that moment led that one month towards like now so yeah yeah the um, the tribe that you create along the way is is what it's all about I really believe that so it's fantastic to, to meet so many awesome souls so yeah, and um, so yeah, I'm back here in Minnesota. This is where I'm originally from here in the U.S. It's kind of, we're right on that tipping point in the, going into fall. It's going to be 20 degrees cooler tomorrow, and uh, it's a big shift. Yeah, are you prepared for that? Uh, we're getting ready. We're getting ready. <laughs> Just going to enjoy and appreciate. So that's kind of what I've been up to the last, you know, since we've we've been together. Mm-hmm. And back in the U.S. here mostly. And, and where are you uh, based out of now? I'm in Jakarta in Indonesia. I've also went around to the Netherlands for a study period of eight years and then now back here. Yeah. Fantastic. I was wondering, since the time of our yoga teacher training, what are the adventures that you've you've been up to? My journey, I was in Bali for quite some time after we we did the yoga teacher training. I was there for probably another four to five months and um, was doing a lot of fun things. I had a videographer with me at the time and we were kind of shooting to prepare for some upcoming retreats and all of that. So yeah, we had a lot of fun kind of really touring the islands uh, even deeper than I had before and spending a lot of time um, going to some really amazing experiences and I, I know you you were able to to take advantage of some of that when you're there but um since then I, I came back to the U.S. Uh, January of 2019 and and since then my adventures have been a little bit more mild um it's been more of a journey inward honestly kind of all over again so kind of part of the um 
you know, the kind of growing awareness in our lives and uh, another slice of that onion, that, that life, you know, kind of different layers of, of awareness that we go through. So for me, I was back um, last summer, I came back to the US and was here. And um, at the end of the summer, I decided to volunteer and help out at a, a, a 10 day silent meditation retreat called the Vipassana. That was gonna be my third one. And I was helping out at that retreat. And unfortunately, I fell and I hit my butt and it triggered a, a past injury from um, CrossFit, unfortunately. Yeah, that combined with then I thought it was a good idea that I go on the road and travel. I was going to go to a few conferences in L.A. And I uh, kind of just about everything that could go wrong went wrong in L.A., uh, including actually I tore I tore something in the back of my hip doing a wide, a wide-legged forward fold in yoga. Ended up being so injured that I spent the winter in Arizona and just kind of relaxed and kind of reflected on life. It was, it's, it was a, a big, a big shift, but, um, but yeah, always, always uh, growing for sure. <laughs> Sometimes it takes those, those huge pauses in our lives to, to really have us reflect and, and kind of reframe everything. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I'm so sorry for the injuries and the pain that you must have been feeling <sighs> moment till now. What I would want to actually ask and deep dive more because I think it's quite relevant with the pandemic right now. A lot of people are in isolation, spending more time with themselves, with, them fa with their family or not with their family. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the themes that I hear from my friends is there's a lot of time to pause and reframe and, and think of our journey and where to grow from there. And I think it's it could be like a good journey. It could be like a all over the place journey, depending on where you're at. And what are your thoughts on that when, when you do have to pause and, and think and reframe, especially we have wants and we expected the kind of future and for you probably you wanted that whole experience of traveling, but somehow yeah situations outside of your control um happened how do we deal with that yeah i i, I uh, a classic rock band one of my favorites the rolling stones once said we uh we don't get what we want we get what we need and um i think that's what really people are kind of finding right now for me that's exactly what i've experienced for so long i was on the road for about four years traveling between bali and europe and kind of all over and it was fantastic in so many different ways it brought you know so many friendships and just awarenesses and experiences that you can't you know you almost can't dream up but at the same time um you know it wasn't very settled and, and I really did need some time to reflect and slow down and actually I had kind of secretly had wanted to kind of slow down and and the universe provided exactly what <laughs> what i had what i was uh, itching for and um, it wasn't in the package that i i thought it might be and i think that's one of the biggest lessons that i've kind of come to really accept in my life is that you know we we all we all kind of have ways that we can grow and sometimes we don't know how it's going to be packaged we don't know what the what the what the gift that we're going to get is and how, how it might come to us. But that, you know, we're just really, you know, through it all for me, um, there was just so many dark times because I, I, in my situation this past fall, I, um, it started in about 
uh, end of October, basically November. And so by the time the quarantine hit, I had already kind of been quarantined myself for about four months. And um, at the time when I first started, I thought, well, welcome world, you're going to join me. <laughs> Everybody gets the quarantine with me. Um, but um, it really just made me kind of slow down and, and just really find out what's important in my life. And it really starts to take away some of the the idealisms that we have or some of the, um, I don't know, you might call it the veil. Some people refer to it as the veil in our lives where we have this kind of kind of a fantasy about what things would be if we get to this place or if we do this or do that. And we're not really being fully present in the moment and we're not being fully appreciative, that's for sure. So sometimes these setbacks uh, really put things in perspective. And, and now the whole, the whole world obviously is going through that in a way that uh, most everyone on the planet has never experienced. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that wisdom. While I'm listening to you and hearing and being the present, I was like, that hits home in so many different levels about just gaining perspective of whatever you're experiencing right now. Because maybe in this moment, it's hard to understand why things are happening. But usually in retrospect, any down, dark period or things that is uncomfortable, you actually can grow from. And that is one of the topics that I want to talk to you about today because I have recently watched your video on YouTube on Vibrant Life, and it's it's titled From Burnout to Breakthrough with Jeremiah Rigg. And when I was watching that video, I felt like, wow, he's such an inspirational person in a way that he has a lot of courage to just go throughout his life and share that story in that way. And um, I guess when you say as well that there is perspective that we can all see and learn from, I wonder if if you can share a little bit about that and to our listeners about how can you move from a burnout to a breakthrough? Yeah, well, I, I think there's a point that everyone uh, hits along the path where they have a certain amount of pain, unfortunately. I think we like to kind of, especially in the modern world nowadays with yoga and all of that, which I think has been amazing for, for the world. Um, but a lot of times it takes pain to finally make a change. You know, I think we can grow, we can grow proactively or we can grow reactively. And a lot of times it's unfortunately reactively for me, you know, I was this kid that never really knew what they wanted. I never really knew what I wanted and I never gave myself the opportunity to figure it out. And a lot of times we choose from a place of, you know, what are my best choices in this moment, you know, versus kind of creating a vision and continuing to step towards that. I think at different times we all have kind of, we all have glimpse, uh, you know, glimpses and of a vision or, or some type of, of place or person we'd like to be like, but a lot of times it's, it's difficult to take a step towards that when we're in the environment, whatever environment we're in. And for me, it just took, honestly, it took years and years of, of, unfortunately, probably I would say regret and some challenges uh, for me to finally make the shift. And that's kind of part of my message to people is that, you know, don't wait. <laughs> Why wait? You know, we can, we can, we can choose to grow in a, a proactive way where we're more open, we're more compassionate, we're more um, loving and more heart-centered now. Uh, for me, you know, I just, um, 
fortunately, like I said, I, I was focused on kind of setting myself up too much in my early life, I, I feel like, you know, trying to make money and get ahead of my career and trying to have as much fun as I could uh, because I had seen the kind of challenges with, um, you know, some of the other obligations we can have in our lives too early. You know, my, my parents had gotten, gotten married and, and uh, gotten married really young. And, and um, you know, some of my friends and families, you know, people had gone through divorces and whatnot. So that didn't seem like the right path for me when I was younger. And so I took the, the entrepreneurship uh, business path, you know, and that really ran strong in my family. And um, yeah, it took, it took, you know, I, I see the gift in all of it because without that, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And, um, you know, but I, yeah, we, I came from a background of, of extreme persistence. And um, I'd like to say persistence is a bit like a fire hose or a, a garden hose, even, you know, if you think about persistence, we can kind of, we can point at the flow of water at our, our you know, plants in our garden and it can be really invigorating. It, it, it can, it can bring it things to life. But um, if you point it too long in one direction, it can start to erode the soil and starts to actually damage things. And so um, my kind of work hard, play hard perspective ultimately kind of drove me into the ground. But like I said, that gave me this huge gift of creating a, um, creating a void in my life that I really wanted to fill, which was freedom. You know, and I, I, I've always wanted to be locationally independent. I've always wanted to be financially independent and time independent. And now I, I'm able to have that, which is, is a nice, is a nice blessing to have. Thank you so much for sharing that. I am really, I don't know, I feel really connected just because you said all of those personal things and the personal learnings. And I generally love the spiral hose analogy because it's so easy to understand because we often try our hardest and best at something that we think is best for us right now but sometimes we don't know when to stop for some people maybe yeah. I experienced something quite similar with a burnout and with the pain that happened from a burnout always trying to outdo myself in a way I didn't know how to stop and in that path I felt like wow I, I don't have any more energy to do anything and that was kind of the same period where I found yoga and did the yoga teacher training so I kind of really oh, fantastic with that experience yeah well yeah and that's uh, I uh it's kind of funny when I'm I'm just over 40 now and when I was in my I was studying in Australia back when I was about 20 years old and I had a friend who I called my tree hugger friend who <laughs> <laughs> who always suggested said, Oh, Riggy, she called me Riggy. That was, that's what her nickname was for me. She said, Oh, Riggy, you so need yoga. <laughs> and, and at the time I thought, what yoga? Are you kidding me? Yeah. What? Cause I was a competitive wrestler and just, uh, you know, went out on the weekends and just had no time for, for any of that. And yeah, yoga and this whole path has been so, so such a blessing for me too. And, um, and we were so fortunate to have such great teachers in our yoga teacher training that that really brought it home because they they're grounded as well. Sometimes I think I think the the message of yoga um, and just kind of a, a little maybe softer path, kind of blending the yin with the yang. I think sometimes it falls on deaf ears and we don't really take it or you know heed the heed the lessons until 
like I said, you know, so, like you mentioned, you know, something comes up in your life and you're pushing it too hard and you realize that you need to make a shift. So it's good that you did earlier, <laughs> earlier in life. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think one thing that we all need to learn more is having that type of balance, that yin and yang. I think it's without that self-awareness, it's hard to kind of, you know, know when you're supposed to balance out so you're not overdoing things. But I'd like to circle back with your experience of burnout, if I if I may. Um, sure, sure. I was wondering, when we are in a burnout, for, for those who have experienced it or is experiencing it right now, or what, I just want to kind of share some inspiration maybe from, from your story to understand when we are slowly spiraling down or when we are in this place where we feel like we have no energy, how do we even do the first step towards like seeing there's hope or seeing that we want to grow because theoretically and, and in retrospect, like we could do it and it was somewhere in the past, but for someone who is maybe experiencing right now for whatever reason, maybe because of the pandemic and job loss or family loss, what would you recommend to our friends? Yeah, I would say the first thing I would recommend is probably taking a step back from the situation, you know? And that could be, you know, depending on the situation and how much time and freedom you have or you have flexibility, it could be, you know, a day of just quiet solitude and going for walks and doing some writing. Um, it could be a weekend in nature, uh, camping, you know, any nature is a big, big thing for me now. And um, always kind of has been. Um, for me, I always loved to run. And so just going for a run, it just allowed me to kind of break through the, the mental the mental uh, chaos, but, um, you know, it really depends where people are coming from too. I think with the burnout, sometimes it's, it's been more of something mental and spiritual. Uh, sometimes it's already manifested into the physical. And so they're having a lot of physical symptoms, physical pain, uh, a lot of these chronic diseases, uh, you know, especially just anxiety, nervousness. Um, I struggled with that most of my whole life. Um, I used to bite my nails incessantly for years and just all sorts of things, you know, to the point where it got so bad in my life where, you know, my eyes were blood red every day, pretty much like the, the color of the background of, you know, the color of your background there. And um, it was about that red every day. I had searing pain down my arms. It was like a really bad hangover with, with a lot of anxiety. And so I was pushing myself through that so much. Um, it was hard to see, you know, kind of, cause sometimes when you're in it, you don't realize you're in it because you're in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? When, when, when you're, your, your head's in the clouds, you can't kind of see above it. And I think that's where taking a pause is the first big step. And it might be, like I said, I, I think in, in, in retrospection, um, you know, travel can be good, but sometimes it's a little too busy. And you're a little too externally focused. So something like, you know, a quiet cabin and writing, writing and meditating, obviously, you know, just really slowing down, I think would be the first step I would always suggest. Yeah, I think that's a really great suggestion. I wish I, I listened to this podcast or, or know someone who would tell me that in that situation. But reflecting back, I think that's one of the things that I, that happened because my friend was like, I see that you're stressing. I'm also stressing. Let's take a weekend in Bali. And that was my first ever experience in yoga bar. And I was like, wow, 
what is this different world, this little bubble of happy people who are all smiling in the streets. And it's just, it really opens up a lot of things in that period. But yeah, I actually wanted to ask you, and you mentioned about your health, and if I may, um, mm-hmm. how, how did your burnout affect your, your gut health? Because you did mention that mm-hmm. just before this um, conversation in the podcast, and I know I have friends and family who cultivate their stress into a gut health that they can't even really explain. Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about yeah, that, I've uh, I've really gone kind of down the, the rabbit hole with uh, gut health, that's for sure. And, you know, it's one thing, it's one of those topics that I would recommend that anybody that, str- that deals with um, high amounts of stress, anxiety, uh, busy mind, depression, you have to study this uh, thoroughly. And there's some amazing doctors to follow on that. Um, fortunately, well, I, I didn't realize it until I went to see a lady who had solved my uh, my cousin's son. So basically, kind of like my nephew, he had a bunch of issues that doctors could not figure out. And um, uh, a doctor named Dr. Mo basically solved him, you know, helped him out. And then I I, I got recommended to go. I went there. And I went to see her on a Monday and she told me what to do. Literally in about 10 minutes of talking to her, she had said, well, you have leaky gut syndrome. And I said, well, what is that? And she, she says, well, you're full of shit. And I said, I'm full of shit. And she says, yeah, literally. I know, <laughs> hope that's okay to say that. But, but she literally just said that, yeah, you're re, you know, you're re uh, absorbing waste into your system and also food and whatnot that's, you know, not broken down uh, properly you're absorbing that in your system and your system is reacting and, and you're having inflammation in your system. So your body's always fighting itself. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I had tons of chronic, um, like I said, it, it got into the point of chronic pain, but for years before that, it was chronic energy issues, uh, sleep issues. It's, it, it can manifest in so many different ways. And it's so important to, to, to get this figured out because they say about eight, uh, 70 to 80% of all of your immunity comes from your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I like to think about it, and this is maybe a little, this is a little visual, but I, I like to think about, you know, humans, we think about ourselves as such advanced beings, you know, we have these smart brains and big lungs and all this stuff, but really what we are, we're not that different than even a worm. We're well, like, we're a, we're a digestive unit with arms and legs. You know, we, we, we're brilliant, we're beautiful, we're all these kind of things, but the majority of our insides is our gut. It's the, you know, the digestion. And if you don't get that figured out, it, it affects so many areas. So your immunity, um, 80 to 90% of all your hormones in your body are controlled by the gut. So a lot of times we think that we're chemically imbalanced and the person could be chemically imbalanced, but the majority of that, um, you know, it's kind of the chicken or the egg. Did you, did the environment create it or did the, you know, is your, people's systems aren't necessarily just like out of whack. We've gotten them out of whack. We didn't read the owner manual properly. We're not feeding the person, this, this human, this animal called a human, we're not feeding it properly. And then when that gets out of whack, you're, you're, your your emotions are completely out of control and you can do all the self-help i mean i talk to people all the time about this but 
Um, you could do all the self-help you want. You could do all the meditation you want and all of that. But if you're physically, if your guts are, you know, if your gut health is not properly balanced, you're going to continue to have issues and problems. It just, you won't be able to stop it. It'll be overwhelming because at that point it's like, it's real similar to, you know, if you had a house and you had a, you know, you broke a pipe and the pipe is spilling water into the house, right? Mm -hmm meditating and doing some of the self-help and all of that is kind of like cleaning up the water, but you got to go and fix the pipe, right? Yeah. You know, unfortunately now in this case and that in the house situation, the pipe is broken and we need to go and deal with that. Um, but you need to also holistically bring that together with the mental spiritual side, you know, the mental, emotional well-being and the, and the, and the physical. Um, and I would argue that ultimately the emotional the emotional and mental is actually the bigger, the more important side of that whole equation. But if it's already been manifested into some of the, you know, the symptoms, the chronic symptoms that people deal with nowadays, um, you got to deal with it on a physical level as well. And uh, one thing I would say, uh, uh, one thing I've re uh, read along my studies is they, they estimate somewhere around 75% of the American population has some form of leaky gut syndrome. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Cause you know, with when you have the amount of processed foods and sugars and, you know, all sorts of things that people are consuming, like it, I, I, I'm, I, where I live right now, we have a dog that's a little bit older mm -hmm. and the dog has this very specific food it needs to eat. Right. Cause it has some digestive issues yeah. and um, the owner of the dog fed the fed the dog two tiny little you know table scraps the other day and now its digestive system's all screwed up and i think about that with human you know with with people right here where this complex humans are such a complex system and yet we feed it garbage we feed our bodies you know all these processed chips and candies and all this kind of stuff and you would never do that to a dog why would you do that to your own your children or to your to yourself you know it's, it's just absolutely crazy how how we've gotten that you know kind of imbalanced perspective on on a, our approach to that but yeah really getting the gut health that should be one of the top top focuses on on personal health nowadays with 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 the chemicals that we're taking in the, the toxins in our environment and then just the un, unfortunately the the low, low quality foods yeah thank you so much for explaining all of that i am learning so much about the gut health issue in itself and and a lot of the statistics that you were mentioning because i have seen for for my own eyes like friends who who has like anxiety and then having like to throw up every morning like it really takes the energy out of them and it's just it's hard when you don't know where to go um if doctors say like i'm not sure what's going on and blah blah but I think it's an eye opener just to really make sure that we are taking care of ourselves with what we're eating and really being mindful of that because not everyone has gut problems maybe who are listening right now, but everyone can start treating their body like a temple, like really eating yeah. what's best for you and and not just giving the best for your pets because I think I really resonate with if my cat is getting the most premium cat food, but we're still eating a lot of junk food. So I totally, yeah. totally resonate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the number one thing you have to be careful of is sugar. 
that is the number one. I mean, I, I literally, my, my, my perspective of food has shifted so dramatically over the years now that I, I literally look at sugar as poison. I mean, and in, in any large dose, I minimize sugar so much now at this point, I've had candida issues and, and all sorts of other, you know, situations in the gut. And unfortunately you had mentioned, you know, seeing doctors and whatnot, Unfortunately, the majority of doctors do not understand this. They don't even recognize, Western doctors don't really even recognize leaky gut syndrome. Mm. And un unfortunately, they're really good. They're kind of body mechanics. They're very, very good at, you know, if you break your arm, they can help you with that. If you have a cut or if you have like, you get something stuck in your eye, but they're not trained. They only take, they take very minimal uh, studies in nutrition and um, right now, the science is actually going, you know, is there the, the, the science is far ahead of where the establishment is. The establishment is not updating. And that's, that's one of my big passions right now, or one of my big, uh, you could call it a, a frustration that's kind of driving one of my, my passions is that is the, the lack of awareness. And if, you know, for me, my experience, again, going back to um, what led to my burnout in such a big way was going to doctors and they were not able to help me. You know, I went to, I went to internists, I went to a gastrologist, um, I went to a, you know, general practitioner and they, and they said, Oh, did you, do you eat healthy? And I go, yeah, I, I eat healthier than any guy I know. And I did, but, but I still came down with some of these problems. And, um, it wasn't until I started seeing some alternative practitioners, um, and I'd highly recommend people to check out like a functional medicine doctor. There's a lot of different, a lot of different people that can help, but the the traditional MD unfortunately is not probably the right path. I see. I see. Because most of the time nowadays they're they're kind of they're they're dealing with the symptoms, um, they're prescribing, they're helping people maintain, but they're not actually dealing with the source. So. Yeah, I think really looking at the root cause and figuring it out, especially with your analogy with the house and the pipe. And rather than just trying to get all the water out, it really needs to figure out the root cause of the pipe and really make sure that is well taken taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering as well because this whole experience with the gut health, and thank you for for sharing about that. I think it's a very very important part that we need to be aware of. This was also part of your the effects of your burnout if I'm not uh, mistaken. And when, and you've also mentioned what we have to do as a first step from a burnout. But what I really admire from you, Jeremiah, is you have taken your burnout into a place where you are in a journey of being your authentic self, if I may say. Like you are figuring out the things that you want to do with the traveling and with figuring out the whole, hey, this is a gut health problem. Let's, let's try to push this awareness out. And the question that I want to ask is how can we, as people who are in a burnout or still recovering from a burnout, can start knowing what we want? Because there is this kind of conversations with ourselves or, or just like figuring out what is it really that I want to do, like meaning and purpose, and how can we get there um, in your experience? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a, that's a million dollar question right there. 
Uh, I can I can help uh, maybe give people some ideas to start, but it's really a lifelong journey. Um, I think the biggest thing is to the very first you know thing that I can tell people going looking back on everything is to to just realize that it is a journey and that you know you got to find joy in the journey because there is no arrival and that's kind of like you know watching the movie Titanic you know you get right to the ending the you know the boat sinks um you know jumping to the the, the life journey you know i think it's i think we all have this journey to kind of find purpose and meaning and fulfillment um and for me most of my life, I mean, everyone has a little bit different, obviously, you know, childhood and experiences and whatnot. But for me, I, I was always trying to, I was always uh, way too focused on what people thought of me. And it wasn't like from a, like, I need to be so cool, but I just wanted to be accepted and loved. And, and you know, I, I was very, I really highly value relationships and friendships and, and really try to be a great friend. And I have amazing friends from that. But for me, I didn't really figure out what was important for me and listen to my heart. And my entire life, I was so analytical, you know, so stuck in the mind. And I, I still struggle with this from time to time. I, I go ups and downs. But I, I've really had to train myself to start to listen to my intuition and, and really start to, to take a step back. When I, when I get a new thought or I get a new inspiration or I see something like, oh, yeah, maybe I should do that. I have to really slow down and, and, and think, is that, you know, is that the mind or is that my heart? You know, and as a, I don't know, I think it's a little bit easier for women to get in touch with their, their feelings, emotions and heart, you know, they may be just not as programmed to be as, as intense or um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but for me, it was just very, very difficult to do that. I mean, even, even decisions like, you know, where I went to college or, or, you know, what career I should do. I just hyperanalyzed it, pluses and minuses. And, you know, I was, um, I, I think it's one of my greatest gifts is being very strategic and kind of a visionary, but at the same time, it can kind of work against us because it kind of traps us in this, this place of, I, I think it can lead to hesitation. And I think it can lead to just, you know, overanalyzing, which, which can kind of paralyze you. I think, the, the biggest thing, especially if it's a, a situation of burnout, I think you really just have to start to experience new things and give things a try and be more open and just see where that leads, you know? And, you know, if something as simple as like, hey, I've always wanted to learn to dance or sing or, you know, for me, I've always wanted to learn the piano. So for a little while I was taking piano lessons. You know, these simple, simple things that seem insignificant, but I think one thing that I've really come to to acknowledge is that we're all we're all our like our childhood selves. You know, when you think of yourself, I, I I would put this out to anybody listening to this right now. If you think of yourself as a child, if you just picture yourself as a child, and that maybe have a picture when you were five or ten or whatever age, you know, you really have to think and 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 just accept and realize that that person's still you. You know, it's just, it's, you know, we're, we're basically, we, we, we get, we get older, we get more sophisticated, we get smarter, we get uh, wiser, but we're still these inner child children. And what would, what would excite that person? You know, I think you got to think about it really break it down into that point. It's, uh, it's something that's come up to me a lot in meditation. You know, I've done uh, 
you know, ongoing meditation more kind of sometimes stronger, sometimes less in my daily practice. But especially when I do the longer, deep meditation experiences, I, I really I, I think of that. And I think of like my 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 childhood self sitting in front of me. Yeah. You know, and just being able to ask, like, well, what do you need? Because it's sometimes it's pretty simple things, actually. We, we make it so complicated when we get older. We think that we're so smart and so wise or that we have, oh, that we're so much more advanced. But it's, it's all just different energies and forms of, you know, forms and kind of forms of life, you know, and all of that's still within us. And so we can still tap into that, you know, even whatever the age. Wow. I'm a bit speechless, I'm not gonna lie, because I truly believe the inner child meditation is one of the most powerful meditations in terms of insight, in terms of understanding what you need. I think everything that you were saying is so on point in the point that I wish those are the things that I knew. And I wish that I knew the inner child meditation and maybe for our listeners, um, who have not experienced it, they can check it out, maybe Google it or, or YouTube it. But this, as a caution, I think this is one of the quite strong meditation because you visualize yourself when you were younger and, and really listening to what they need. Um, I've actually read a book, I think it was called Homecoming. It's something about one of the first persons who started the inner child meditation back in the States, somewhere in the 50s, 60s or something like that. And he has helped so many people throughout the many burnouts and the problems in their life by helping them systematically understand what their their past, you know, their past self or their children is, because it manifests in so many different ways, like in the way you communicate, your relationship, your attachment styles, and the way you see rewards. And and I think it's it's such a great thing. And wow, I'm just like. That's so amazing. <laughs> to, to yeah, yeah. Well, it it it's um, it's such a simple thing. Like I said, and if I if I listened to this when I was you know a couple of years and years ago, I I would have probably kind of scoffed at it or laughed at it. Honestly, um, it's one of those things that you you have to hit a point in your life where you really care more about how you feel and and really where you're heading than than kind of this this kind of crass I don't know I think I think people can get a little bit too um too hard on themselves and a little bit too intense a little too serious and so sometimes we've got to step back and and really just slow things down and I think that's where the for me there's nothing that that connects that the nature you know and in and right now especially in this time of quarantine and and um coronavirus and everything else that's gone kind of crazy in the world right now um, more than ever I just I like to get outside I go for walks now and I one thing I do is I, I do kind of like a, I call it like a tree meditation <laughs> I don't know what it is it's just something I started doing I started walking out and I had this when I was in Arizona um, because I was so injured I mean I was really injured I could walk about 10 minutes a day and that was about it I couldn't you know I could barely even sit um, but I'd walk outside and I'd look at this tree in the backyard and it would just, the wind would blow and the, you know, just watching all the leaves just kind of shimmer, 
And mm -hmm. just looking at that and thinking it like trying to kind of concentrate on the entire thing and just really being, you know, watching it, it just really brings me present. There's almost nothing that brings me more present now than that, than, mm -hmm. than, than, than the leaves on trees, because there's just so many leaves and there's so many angles and colors and dimensions. And if you allow your eyes to just really focus on that, it just, it can take all of your attention. And, and because of that, it, it can just bring you right into the present right now. That's, that's one of my favorites right, right now. Thank you for sharing that. I have like this urge to do this after the, the call and just sit in my yeah. backyard and just look at the leaves. But I think that's true, like grounding, to the present moment with meditating and opening all of your senses and and in this case like your sight um but also probably how you feel with the wind because the wind with the tree that you're seeing that are shimmering is also kind of on your face and stuff like that and then that's really grounding to the present and um yeah i think that's really inspiring thank you so much for sharing jeremiah yeah the, the one other thing that i've been you know as again as kind of a work hard, play hard type that wasn't as maybe in tune with myself and, and my environment. Um, just the other thing is scent, you know, and mm -hmm. essential oils and just, I've never been in, you know, very big into any of that, but that's one thing that really helped me get through some tough times is, is just, is, is, is getting some really good quality essential oils and, and just really enjoying the simple things. Nowadays, you know, I kind of got to this point where I could do anything I wanted. Literally, I can travel anywhere I want, buy whatever, you know, just you get to a point where you, you know, you just have a lot of freedom and flexibility. And once, even with all of that, some of the most simple things now, I appreciate it. It's, it's just kind of, kind of, uh, kind of funny in hindsight, but, but um, I just really, I, I started doing this more recently and using kind of a, a um, you know, decanter or something to, you know, to get the, the 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 oils into the air and it just really kind of brings me present so just appreciating those simple things yeah thank you so much for sharing like i guess we can better appreciate things when we slow down as well and and that taking a step back and pause is such an important balance in our life so thank you so much jeremiah for sharing your whole journey in this short amount of time i'm probably not your whole journey but a lot of the great insights that is so applicable and even for me I'm, I'm learning so much from you and I really see you and I'm really happy to, to be speaking with you and maybe before we we finish this podcast episode is there any last words or takeaways that you want to share to our listeners that are maybe experiencing some low moments in their life especially during this pandemic yeah the one suggestion I would have is just be patient with yourself and just remember that the mind is a, is a tricky thing, you know, that um, we can be on a high, high one day and the next day we think the world's ending and just to be really patient with yourself. And the number one suggestion I could have is just start writing. If you don't write, if you don't have a daily writing practice, that has been one of the best things I've just started just recently more again and um, just writing it down, getting it out of paper letting it go and, um, you know, meditating kind of prayer. I, I think all of those things can really ground us right now. And, and, um, again, see a good person. Don't keep, don't quit. I, I would say that as well for, if you're looking for somebody with, with health advice, um, they can always, uh, message me and I could try to pass them on to someone good, but you want to get, 
try a variety of different people. Um, you could go to the traditional Western path. You could do more of the, the kind of alternative path, but, but don't quit because it's, uh, it's so worth it when you get to the other side. Thank you so much. It's so inspiring. Really, genuinely, thank you. I'm so grateful for your presence. I'm so grateful for this conversation. And you well, thank you. Thank you. Um, you mentioned that people can message you. Where can people reach you or follow your work? Um, they can find me on Instagram. It's probably the best uh, place right now. Um, it's just it's just my full name, Jeremiah Rigg. Last name is R Y G H. It's Norwegian. Um, but if they want, I'm going to be uh, starting up my Vibrant Life community group. Uh, they can go on, on Facebook, and Vibrant is spelt with a Y, so it's V-Y-B-R-A-N-T. Um, so they can go to Vibrant Life. There's a page if they like that. Um, otherwise, if they search for Vibrant Life community, um, they can just, uh, when it asks them a question, they can just say that they, uh, they heard about it on the podcast here. And there's kind of a questionnaire when they they request to be in the group. So on there, I share about uh, different, you know, things to eat and things to avoid and different, you know, good best practices. Great. Thank you so much. I will for sure join the Fiberman Life community group because I have not now, but I want to still be in touch with you with all the insights as you go through the process and the journey in the future. Thank you so much, Jeremiah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so thank you so much for everyone who has been tuning in and listening to my conversation with Jeremiah today. And I hope that if you have anything that you have learned or benefited from this podcast or listening to this, you can message me at Samara Fahrana or at Jeremiah Rigg at G-E-R-E-M-I-A-H-R-Y-G-H. We're going to put both of our accounts on the description. Um, just to make sure that you can reach us properly. And we'd love to listen what you have experienced or took away from this podcast episode. And if you find any benefit, don't forget to spread the love and also send this podcast towards your loved ones, whoever you think might need to hear the message that this podcast has brought to you today. So thank you so much. Don't forget to follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and see you soon. Namaste. Ciao, ciao.